Welcome to Dark Mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves, it's what our moms tell people when the cat has high ping. I'm your host, Luke Miani, and I forgot to say <laughs> that. And I'm your host, Noah Rubin. On this show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. And maybe we once or twice mess up our own intro after 11 episodes. You'd think we'd remember it by now, but we are monumental idiots. Well, it had to happen eventually, I feel like. Eventually? Have we not done it before? Messed up the intro? I'm pretty sure we have. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. So we did it again. That's all good. Nice. So our first topic for today, perhaps logically considering that they just came out recently, is AirTags. Yes. Now, we're not going to talk about the devices themselves because I think, as we've mentioned, holy crap, they're so boring, we don't want to talk about them. (laughs) However, there are some interesting discussions to be had based on the use cases that Apple has focused on. The the biggest one, I think, is the don't be tracked and don't track stolen things thing, mm-hmm. which I verbalized in a really clear and effective way. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and so does everyone, I'm sure. Would you like to clarify Do you want me to try again you could clarify a little bit okay all right I'll, I'll give it another i'll give it another whirl all, all right, right all right so the 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 two things that air tags try to kind of maybe do number one they claim at least that you can't be tracked because it will notify you mm-hmm. that you're that there's an air tag that doesn't belong to you so if someone's trying to follow you or stalk you or something that you would you would be able to avoid it. And the second is that sort of as a result of that, you can't realistically use these to track stolen things. Because, I mean, like let's say hypothetically, you have it hidden in a backpack pocket. Someone breaks into your car and, and makes off with the backpack. Mm-hmm. Theoretically, at least, they would be notified that they have the AirTag and would know, therefore, to look for it and get rid of it. Right. Now, obviously, there are some degrees to which they would find out anyway. Like, if it's on a key ring, they're going to know, and they're going to get rid of the AirTag. If, 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 if I'm a thief and I see an AirTag on something, I'm not going to say, oh, cool, I'm going to just keep that. Like, it, it does not have use to me, and all it is is, is a way for me to get caught. So I'm going to get rid of it if I see it. Right. But the thing that has sparked some interesting debate is basically getting notified if you aren't aware that you're being tracked and is it effective enough and worth it for cases of stalking or being followed or is it is it too much of a cost in terms of preventing being able to track your stuff if it gets stolen what do you think yeah it's it is interesting, I honestly, because like we've been uh, hearing rumors about AirTags for a long time, obviously, and there were a bunch of events where we thought we were going to see them and we didn't. But in that entire discussion, I never thought about the privacy implications of like sneaking one onto someone and being able to track them. That never crossed my mind at all. It's because you're not a criminal. 
or like a, I'm not in a that, creepy person? In that regard, I'm not. Oh, I'm are not you gonna, a criminal in other ways? Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give uh-huh. anyone any evidence. This is here, concerning. But, yes. But <laughs> in in that regard, uh no. So that never did, did it cross your mind? Like like before you heard about air tags, did you think about that? I did not. I can honestly say that I, I don't, didn't really think about that. I think a lot of people probably didn't, to be honest. Yeah. And also, I mean, I guess to some degree, how useful would air tags even be at following at, at tracking a person realistically they're not small enough to be super duper sneaky let's be real if if you wanted to slip it into someone's like pocket they would notice i guess you could slip it into a backpack maybe yeah. you could put it in someone's car yeah those are i think the two main cases or like a purse or something like that yeah that could be that could be conceivable where they wouldn't notice it at least for a while However, uh, I, I think one for one, it updates. It's not a live, real time thing, because it's it. The way that it works is by pinging other iPhones, and I guess does it ping other iDevices as well, like iPads? I think they can, yeah. Because like even the Macs, like find my Mac. I think that's also part of the network. So that's yeah, that's true. I think so. They talked about that at WWDC last year, where where you can do find my Mac, because it basically uses like a little. Uh, Bluetooth ping even when it's in sleep mode to just kind of get an idea of where it is. So I guess, but but regardless, it's not a real-time thing. It's not going to pinpoint, it's not GPS-based either. Right. And so it's not going to let you follow people precisely. And another thing that I heard is that there's a decently high threshold for it to notify you. So... Uh, one thing that I saw, so Travis MCP, who I was just on GadgetCast a couple hours ago talking with him about this, he made a video where he put an AirTag on his best friend's car and then used it to follow his friend around as like a joke. Uh-huh. And the friend who was on, I now have found out iOS 14.5, so it's not a software thing, Okay. did not receive any notification with it being on for like about a day did not receive any notification now there's been some discussion as to the criteria for when you actually get the notification some people are saying it's if you return back home with another person's air tag on you some people are saying it has to take up to three days with it constantly being around some people say it has to be within certain proximity some people say oh maybe the the person, if you don't have a phone that's like within close enough range for a certain amount of time. So it's not 100% clear to what degree you have to be followed <laughs> realistically. Like, I mean, it's possible if you, if it's in a car, it's not going to be with you 100% of the time. Right. So would you even get a notification at all? That's an interesting question because, like, I'm looking on Apple's website and they don't say they say if someone else's AirTag finds its way into your stuff, your iPhone will notice it's traveling with you and send you an alert. After a while, if you still haven't found it, it'll start playing a sound to let you know it's there. So I guess that would handle because one of the things is like, what if the person doesn't have an iPhone? It's not going to notify them. After a while, if the AirTag itself starts playing a noise, person would probably hear the noise and that's how they would know about it. Oh, interesting. So does it play a noise regardless? 
Also, well, well, hang on a second though, because how does it if it if you don't have an iPhone, how does it know that it's traveling with you? Like, isn't your phone noticing that there's an, a different AirTag? I think the way it works is if the AirTag itself hasn't been near your phone, if the AirTag hasn't been near the owner's phone in a while, because that was another thing that they were like, well, if you want to share your, like, if you put your AirTag on something that's shared with multiple members of your household, it'll, like, it'll use, like, the, um, like, the find my friends or like the family sharing to share the air tag. So I think the idea is that the air tag is linked to your phone or your mm -hmm. device. And then if the air tag is away from your phone for too long, then it's considered to be like lost or whatever. And then that's when it will play the noise. So I think that's how it knows to play the noise at that point. But the point I was going to make though, is Apple's pretty vague about it. And I was trying to look, cause like, I don't see anything in the tech specs. They say, you know, it'll, It'll after a while it'll start playing a sound whatever they're they're not specific about what the criteria is or how much time it is so it could potentially be concerning if that's something that you're that you're worried about yeah I think the ambiguity here is not a good thing and I'm I, I'm still thinking back to like if you have an Android phone right how would the air so my understanding based on the language that you just read if mm -hmm. someone else's AirTag finds its way into your stuff your iPhone will notice it's traveling with you and send you an alert your iPhone will notice. I don't, if you have an Android, I don't think any of that works. Correct. I think you would just get tracked. Because realistically, if it doesn't have a device in the Find My Network, how, how is it supposed to know that it's traveling with someone at all? No, that's correct. Because I, I think, I think if I had to take a guess, and this is pure speculation, but if, when they say if someone else's AirTag finds its way into your stuff, your iPhone will notice it's traveling with you and send you an alert. So my guess for the way that it works is, like the AirTags work by pinging off of all the different iPhones. So if someone mm -hmm. else's AirTag pings your phone too many times, then it'll be considered that it's traveling with you. So my guess is that that's how that part of the feature works, is that if someone else's AirTag is pinging your phone too much and it's not pinging, it's like if you bring your AirTag over and we're sitting together, it's still near your phone. So it's not, even though it's near my phone, it's still near your phone. Yeah, right? it's not separated from its owner. That's right. the language. But when use. it's separated from you, like if you tried to track me with it, Right, which is something that you would do. Uh huh. Clearly, if you, yeah, because you're so. Because I have uh, no idea where you are. It's yeah, you, you're always going all over the place. Yes, very. I have a very interesting <laughs> life. So, so <laughs> if you if you were to try to track me, um, then yes, if it's separated from you and it's pinging my phone too many times, then my phone's gonna say, okay, someone else's AirTag is with you, and it's gonna send me an alert. If I had an Android phone. Um, you know, then at that point, no, it wouldn't notify me. But then it also says after a while, if you still haven't found it, the AirTag will start playing a sound. So my guess is the AirTag itself can know, it'll just keep track of the last time it saw its, the owner's phone and the last time it saw your phone. And if it's been long enough, it'll play a sound out of the integrated speaker. And then presumably I would hear the sound. And I wonder how loud it is. I'd be curious to know. But Yeah, I would be kind of curious to know. I don't know. It would play a sound and I then I would think, find it. I still think, I don't know. It's, it's a very... It's a very murky situation. Now, if we if we want to kind of move on to um, the flip side of that, theft. Mm -hmm. What if someone steals your your bag? I I don't know. I personally think that. I mean, I don't know. This is maybe subjective, and I don't mean this to be offensive. I'm just wondering out loud. Where is the priority? Are are there more people that are going to be unknowingly tracked or are there going to be more people who are going to have their stolen stuff 
like no longer findable. Like, you know what I mean? If, if I'm a thief and I steal someone's backpack and it tells me, Hey, there's a tracking device in this thing you stole. I'm like, Oh, awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Now I can get away with it. So are there going to be more cases of thieves getting away with stolen things or more people of, or more cases of people preventing being tracked? That's an interesting question. I think, um, I don't know. I mean, first of all, Apple's obviously super big on privacy, so I feel like it makes sense for them to err on the side of uh, of privacy. The other thing is, I guess maybe if the um, if the AirTag takes long enough, I don't know how long it takes before it would notify. But if the AirTag takes a little while to notify, maybe you could get enough data. Like if the person steals your thing and they take it to their house or or their wherever they're taking it to. Hopefully it wouldn't alert them until they get there. And then even if, you know, maybe you lose track of it at some point, if you at least know where it ended up, that could probably, it could still be there, or at least you could know maybe who lives there, who took it. It could still give you something. Now, Apple specifically says that you should not use this for uh, theft-related stuff. That language is, is somewhere on their website, that they have that language. But Yeah, they definitely are not. This is, and I think the, the point of that feature is to discourage people from thinking that it could be used in such a way. Right. Personally, I think, I mean, if it takes at least a couple of hours for it to make the, the determination that it's following someone it's not supposed to, theoretically at least, you could find something that was stolen within a certain window. Flip side of that, the negative side of that is you could track people within a certain time frame. Right. So there's caveats to both things. And I think Apple's trying to not fall into either trap. But I just wish that there was some way. And I understand, you know, I'm probably going to get comments when I say this, that I understand that it would be abusable. But I wish that there was some sort of a way where if you have an AirTag in a bag or something and it gets stolen, you could mark it as stolen and track it and it wouldn't alert the person. And I get that, you know, you could just say that. Yeah. Um. But I and I you know it would have to be more clever than that. But I wish that there was some sort of a way that you could make that distinction. And obviously, it's not going to be a bulletproof security device because as soon as someone sees it, it's gone. There is no real way, realistically, to attach it to something unless you like glue that thing on there. Yeah. Which I guess I don't know. Maybe you could do that, or you just hide it really well. Either way. Um, I mean, I think I think it could be really effective, you know, from a theft perspective for cars, because there's so many places in a car that you could hide an air tag, that no one would ever find it without being told it's there. So, I don't know. I think I think that would be true. But also, as someone pointed out, you could also just buy an actual GPS tracker if that's what you want to do with it. So maybe that's why they're not making it do this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously that would be more expensive, and that would be that would be kind of a different solution. But I think I guess the point is that AirTags are just and like you like Apple's very clear on their branding and everything. And like the mm -hmm. first thing you see is lose your knack for losing things. Right, they're very clearly making it a loss. Yes, type of thing. it's like it's like things that you that you miss, like your keys in your wallet, and like it's for stuff like that that you misplace and it helps you find it. They're very clear that it's not meant for tracking uh for like finding stolen stolen things right you know now that you mentioned that with the wallet thing air tags would suck for tracking a wallet 
they're not thin or really that small. True. I wonder. I almost wonder if they could come out with like a credit card shaped device of some sort. I don't know how you'd get a battery in it. Yeah, it would have to be at least. But that would be really battery. Useful. That would be so useful. I would buy that for a hundred percent. You know what? You a know what? I would. I would. Uh, I'm kind of surprised. Or I just thought of this. So I guess I'm not that surprised. But if Apple, if or Apple or some third party, they sold like a wallet that had a built-in slot for an AirTag, and maybe some, in some way, the wallet would like be optimized, like like for the part where it's gonna bulge out because of the AirTag. If they like left some room, I don't know. They could come up with something. Yeah. So you're saying like, or something like. There's got to be someone who will try to make a wallet specifically yeah, exactly. for AirTags with, like, a little dent, a little yeah. concavity. No, not a – what am I thinking of? It starts with a C. The word – Crevice? Not crevice. Oh, my gosh. This is on the tip of my tongue. We have to completely pause. A – it starts with a C. Room for, like, a little space. A compartment – not compartment. It's not that word. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to lose my mind. I might just be making this up. <laughs> We might have to come back to this if I think of the word. All right. I do this all the time. I, I like, think of a word. It's on the tip of my tongue. And I, I, I literally am incapable of going back to my normal life before I realize, or before I figure out what the word is, just out of my own curiosity. Let's see. Cut. It's con- compartment. Recess. Container. Container. I don't. Oh, my God. I'm going insane. Anyway. So, speaking of AirTags and ethics, Mm -hmm. we were talking about Tile. Yes. Tile is in a bit of a a pickle. It's a a pickle tile. That didn't make any sense. (laughs) That's nothing. I was trying to do a pun, but it didn't didn't work. Anyway, I'm going to let you speak on this for a bit. Uh Uh-huh. What do you think? About pickle tiles. Well, okay, you know what I mean. (laughs) About Tile being a pickle, yes. Yeah, obviously Tile is not thrilled about AirTags coming out. I guess they they had quite a bit of time uh, because AirTags could have come out much earlier than they did. But yes, now AirTags are out. Tile's uh, not super thrilled. It's kind of interesting because I feel like and like AirTags is a perfect example of this. But a lot of other Apple products are a great example of this. Um, like. Like, I was trying to think of, of how to explain this thought. And, like, the best idea that I came up with was, like, Legos. Like, if you think about Apple products, Apple products are basically, like, Legos at this point. Where Apple has all of these different pieces that they can assemble into different products in different ways to make different things. And everything, like, all works together, right? The whole the whole thing, the whole reason why people love Apple products is the ecosystem that everything just works. You know, you have your AirPlay and your handoff and, and all that stuff. So you think about, like, AirTags, right? So Apple took, they took the U1 chip, the ultra-wideband chip, and they basically just stuck that in an enclosure. You know, they had a battery, whatever, all this stuff that they already have. Like, if you look at the AirTag, there's nothing really new about it in terms of the hardware, right? <laughs> are you? Are you? No, I wasn't actually looking up the word, but someone in chat. That's pretty. They weren't funny. far off. I, I considered it. I yeah, considered it. Yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. So that's fine. So um, so yeah. So the the AirTag in terms of like hardware really isn't anything new, right? It's it's existing 
stuff that Apple has made before that they just stuck together in a new product. And even for products that already exist, you think about like, you know, the iPad Air got Touch ID and the iMac, the, the Magic Keyboard got Touch ID. Well, Apple already had Touch ID. That was their Lego brick and they stuck it into a keyboard and they stuck it into the iPad Air. And obviously they had to do the new uh, side button, like the mm -hmm. unlock button, but they already had the technology for Touch ID. They already had the secure enclave and all the security and the, the boot chain and like everything, they had that all figured out. And even with like M1, Apple's getting even closer because now their, their Mac stuff, their Macs uh, are aligned with the iOS devices. So even more stuff becomes even more usable at that point. Like how the Touch ID on the uh, Magic Keyboard works with any M1 Mac, not just the iMac, right? So Apple basically has these like these like Lego bricks that they can build together into different products and everything works really well. I could give a million examples, right? You think about like, mm -hmm. the, like the, the, the AirPods Max, like the the um, the aluminum and the colors came from the iPad Air. You think about how they have Bluetooth and like the automatic device connection and all that stuff came from the AirPods Pro. Like all this all this stuff, you know, it it comes. They they have this like repository of things that they can put together in different ways. And so on the one hand, it's really great for consumers because you get all these products that are in an ecosystem and they all work really well together and they make things a lot easier, right? So it's great in that regard, but then it's also terrible in the regard that no one can possibly compete with them, right? Because Apple, like you take AirTag, Apple took this stuff that they already had, all these things, the U1 chip and, and the enclosure, and I guess there's a speaker in there and battery and whatever else is in there. They put all of this stuff together uh, into a product and then they have this the find my network that already exists and the you know the millions of iPhones that are out there that already exist and you know I'm not trying to downplay the AirTag but like on Apple's scale it's like a pretty pretty straightforward thing yeah I would say on, sure. on Apple's scale it's a fairly straightforward thing there's not a ton of new stuff here they had a lot of a lot of the parts already but then all of a sudden it comes out and it's like it's already like the best thing, right? Because there's mm -hmm. this ginormous network of iPhones that make it work. And it has the fancy U1 chip that all the iPhones have since the iPhone 11, all of them have it. So it's just, I don't know. It's just this interesting thing where it's like, on the one hand, it's great that you get these great experiences. It's great for consumers in that regard. And you know, that's why I use Apple products because I love the ecosystem. But then of course, um, you know, it, you, can't, you can't compete with it unless Apple lets you right we think about like That's the app true. store or the find my network because you have to buy into their ecosystem to some degree right so the thing that we were talking about with tile is tile has been around for a long time now mm -hmm. i don't remember when the first tile started like coming out but i want to say at least nine years ago i think so something like that and they built up a network that's pretty similar. It uses other users to create a mesh network and they, they all ping each other. I believe they use Bluetooth. And I think they have some hardware, like they have specific tile uh, beacons that they install in cities. Mm -hmm. and, and then it uses the tile app when other people use it. So it's just like Apple, it's based on having a user base. Right. But the problem is, Instantly, overnight, Apple can do better than what they've been doing for the better part of a decade. Mm -hmm. Because Apple has the resources, they have the finances, they have the user base to make something like that happen. 
And so I guess the, it, it brings up a, it, it might seem like a, a small thing. It might seem like a, an, in, it's a $30 little tracker. But when you're talking about potentially putting other businesses out of business, like if, if, I, if I'm an executive at Tile, I'm terrified right now. Mm-hmm. That is, and I mean, you know, that, that's, you know, the free market. That's how it works. Someone says I can do it better, they do it better. But the problem is, how free is it if you have to be the trillion dollar company to be able to do that and then immediately kick out whoever is doing it already? And I think one of the interesting things is that, and, and not a coincidental thing, is that, let me get the date on this, April 7th was when Apple opened up the Find My Network, and so they had other things. Um, it, this was a bit of a narrow way to open it up. So they had new products from Belkin, Chipolo, and VanMoof that have integration with the Find My Network, but the way that they did that was they those devices have a U1 chip. Mm-hmm. So you can bet your bottom dollar that Apple is charging a commission for that. Uh-huh. Charging for the U1 chip and for the Find My branding that they're putting on these products. Mm-hmm. So Apple's getting a huge, I, I would imagine, huge percentage on these products. But also, it's, it's, still, it's still better, I think, for Apple than for the companies that join them. Whenever Apple opens up to third parties, it always benefits them more. You know what I mean? Well, like with repair shops. They opened up the ability for p- places to get certified to get genuine Apple parts and do repair. Right? Good thing. Better for Apple than for the repair shop. Because the repair shop now just has a legitimate way to get parts that they were going to get anyway. Right. But Apple now gets more money from more uh, authorized service providers. So Apple definitely comes out on top, which obviously is the goal of a business. Let's, you know, we're not foolish. <laughs> like, that's kind of what you try to do. But it does, it does bring up some, some little worries about competitiveness and i think that's kind of the whole that's kind of like the whole crux of you know facebook's mad at apple for this stuff epic games is mad at apple for that stuff uh and we've got those listed we're going to talk about that as we transition into some privacy stuff but it is i don't know i so the thing that 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 got me thinking a couple of days ago Mm -hmm. or months ago i guess was when we started getting this res- resurgence of Apple car rumors. Right. It's kind of it's kind of weird to think about that it's not it's not that far off to imagine, you know, you're you're imagine your morning routine, right? You're sleeping and your your HomePod wakes you up. And then you tell Siri on your iPhone to close your or to open up your shades in your smart home. You put on your Apple Watch, which tells you how much you have to exercise. You go get on your bike that has a U1 chip in it. You bike around. Your Apple Watch tracks your uh, your steps. Your backpack has an AirTag in it. You get in your Apple car. Apple Maps takes you to work while you listen to Apple Music. And then you get there and you pull out your MacBook Pro and your iMac and your iPad. Like... You pull out your iMac, so you bring your iMac. Okay, with the you. iMac's already there. Okay. 
Or you bring it with. I mean, it's 11 millimeters thin. You could totally do that. That's true. And I, I'm not, I don't want to get. I don't want to be like one of those conspiracy. Like, oh, it's gonna be 1984, and Tim Cook's gonna be reading your messages. Like, no, that's not gonna happen. But it is a little bit. It is a little bit weird to think about one company having so much control. You know, and then you get back from work and you turn on Apple TV Plus and you watch an Apple original, which features <laughs> all the Apple products in it. It's like a little bit weird, right? I, I'm not crazy for thinking that it's a little bit weird that you could have an entire day that revolves around a company. It's not. No, I mean, it's like obviously when you when you phrase it the way you do it sounds weird, but like I've. I feel it like seems it, innocuous when you're doing it. Though. Like if you like if you sit down and you think about how much interaction you have with Apple products in a day, it's probably not that far off. I mean, it's not you know you don't have the Apple Car, maybe you don't have everything. I use Spotify. I know you use Apple Music. I use Spotify. Mm-hmm. Whatever. There's things like that. But uh, you know, if you think about how much interaction you have with you know your your phone, your your computer, you know, I use my Apple Watch all the time. Whatever, like, yes, you have a lot of interaction, and it's all with with one company. So yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. Yeah, and I mean, it's not. I'm not trying to say like, oh, Apple has gone too far. I'm just saying it's an interesting thing to think about. It's an interesting. And if I'm honest, actually, I there are worse companies that I would want. There are worse companies that could be doing that sort of thing. True. Like, as as companies creating an ecosystem to do everything in your life go, I would much rather it be Apple than Facebook. Yes. Like, here's the thing, folks. Apple has a monetization strategy that doesn't rely on ads. That is just straight up a positive, right? Even There are smaller companies that I would say do a worse job of that than Apple. Because, you know, data is the currency of the, the internet now, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one area where I think, you know, you can, you can say that an- Apple is anti-competitive, but when it comes to privacy, that's where they nail it, really. And I think that was our next topic, unless did we want to, or I guess we wanted to talk about, um, I did have an analogy, actually. Okay. I had an analogy for the find my thing with AirTags. Is it a simile or a metaphor? I would say it's more of a metaphor. Okay. I think. So you're not allowed to say like or as. Correct. So it's like as if. I'm uh-huh. just kidding. Haha, <laughs> get pranked. Yeah. Oh, you just got grammar owned. Yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, I could see Apple. If, if Apple made the Find My Network a little bit more open, then it could it could make more sense, in my opinion. Because so. As it as it as it is now, Apple allows these companies that work with them directly and thus give them money to buy into the system. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if Apple would be able to do that with Tile or with something else that would be maybe a more direct competitor to AirTag. And I almost wonder if they would sort of have to do that because otherwise, it it does seem a little bit anti-competitive. You know, if you're basically going to force out all of these, or I guess they're not really forcing them out, because you could still use a Tile app in its own thing. But to some degree, they are kind of backing everyone else who's making a similar product, which is a lot of companies, sort of backing them into a corner here. So I almost wonder if, if there would be a way to open the network. Maybe it's through the U1 chip 
um, using that as like a partnership type of thing or a, as a, what, you, what would you call it, like a royalty mm-hmm. to allow other people to make different products that do AirTag-like things. Like maybe you, maybe a company could make an AirTag that is designed to be a theft deterrent. Apple's not making that. They've been pretty clear. Maybe someone else using this technology could make that product. And so then it would essentially be like uh, if you were to take the example that I came up with was cellular companies. A company like Cricket Wireless doesn't have any infrastructure. They rent out basically infrastructure from AT&T and Verizon but they have their own unique use for that infrastructure. If Apple could commoditize the Find My Network, I feel like that would be a pretty good idea for them. It would it would definitely reduce the appearance of anti-competitiveness and it would also allow this cool technology, this cool like huge global network of iPhones to be more useful in ways that aren't just the ones that Apple can think of. That, that is true. I think in terms of being realistic, I would say Apple isn't going to do that unless, like you said before, it's going to make them more money or if they have to, you know, for, for any, uh, anti-competitive, um, you know, for all that stuff and like the the antitrust lawsuits and like all that, and and the and the you know Tile and Epic and and all that stuff, you know, going after Apple. Exactly. So I feel like Apple's not going to do it unless it's going to make the money. So like you said, with uh, you know the the Find My certification uh, and like the Made for iPhone certification is a big one. Any any Apple any any uh, third party product that has like MFI on it, mm-hmm. like that company pays Apple money to get that certification on it. That's not something that that's not something that just Apple does, right? Like lots of companies have systems like that, but it makes Apple money. So I feel like Apple isn't going to open up the Find My Network anymore unless it's going to make them money, or they have to because they're going to get in trouble otherwise. And maybe they will. I would I would expect. I I think it is highly unlikely that Apple wins. I think Tile has already filed a lawsuit against Apple saying that it's not competitive because, like, it's not something that... I, I don't remember what their angle was, but basically, like, you can't really install the Find My Network. Hmm. It's sort of a... I don't know. It's, it's definitely a walled garden. Yeah. Um, as is really all of Apple, which has gotten them into some hot water before, but they have enough cash to just pay their way through it, which is a whole yeah. other can of worms. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, I think I think making some concessions is not something that Apple usually does. That's, there's a reason that Mac OS isn't licensed like Windows is. Right. But to some degree, like eventually, it gets to a point of being a little ridiculous. It gets to a point of like, okay, this the walls are too high on the garden, you know, and you get to a point where the cost of entry is just so high. And I think that, I mean, it's, it's a smart business move. You can very clearly see that what Apple is doing 
is rather than saying, okay, we need to get more people to buy, like at the beginning of a company, you're like, I want to get more people to buy my product. And then a lot of people have your product and you say, I want more people to buy more expensive ones of my product. Mm -hmm. But there's only so much that you can, there's only so far you can go with that. Like look at the iPhone. The market is very saturated. There are a lot of people, Apple's not making their, their, their revenue gains from people buying, from more people buying iPhones than before necessarily. I mean, in part, that's the goal. But they're, they're making a lot of their money from, I'm going to regularly buy an iPhone or I'm going to buy an iPhone and then that purchase is going to lead to me buying AirPods. And then the AirPods, oh, oh, oh I'm going to lose my AirPods and I'm going to buy an AirTag for them. Oh, they can device switch? Ooh, maybe I'll buy an iPad because then it's all it all works together. So their goal isn't necessarily, I want to get more people to buy this thing. Their goal is, I want to get these people to buy more things. Right. And... It's, you know, fair enough that it clearly is working for them. But at some point, it's like, okay, maybe maybe you got to let someone else in on the deal. Otherwise, it starts to get a little bit Monopoly-ish. And not the board game. Jeez. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, oh, jeez. But speaking of, speaking of you know, we don't want to sound like we're, we're dumping on Apple. Because in fairness, as we mentioned earlier, the privacy stuff, on point, really good. Totally agree with what they're doing there. I think you had didn't you have some thoughts on the privacy that you wanted to touch on? Um my main my main thoughts were before about uh how Apple is able to enter these markets so easily and so quickly and dominate them just because of all the stuff that they have. But I do want to say uh yeah, obviously, you know, I guess in Apple's defense, uh yes, the privacy their 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 stance on privacy is better than a lot of a lot of other companies out there. Um I will also say, uh, as far as the question of getting Tile to work with the Find My Network, mm -hmm. it's entirely possible, and I don't know about all the technology, but I don't think Tile uses ultra-wideband. I think it's Bluetooth of some sort. It is. So, you know, for, for Apple to make, you know, if Apple builds the Find My Network on whatever they've built on, they have it built on ultra-wideband, obviously. There might be Bluetooth involved as well for, like, Macs I think and stuff. it does have a little bit of... I mean, that's how the Find My Mac it uses Wi-Fi networks and Bluetooth. Right. I would just be curious to know. I would be curious to know how much effort it would take Apple to support Tile because there might be some like underlying architecture that would have to change. Like maybe but it would the be thing pretty is, why easy. Why would they want to? That's what I'm saying, right? It, I want to know how much effort it would take Apple. And obviously, you know, we're never going to know that. It's a deep technical question. Obviously, internal, whatever. But like. Based like if it takes a lot of effort to you know refactor and restructure the network and and you know look at the at the underlying architecture in order to make it compatible, why would Apple do that so that they can enable someone to compete with them? Right? Apple's not going to do that. Even if it's easy, you know, even if it doesn't take that much effort, Apple isn't going to want to do it. You know, unless they, unless it's going to make the money again, <laughs> unless it's going to make the money, or unless it's going to stop them from getting in legal trouble and, you know, bad press. And there's there's a balancing act because Apple, you know, Apple can get into some legal trouble if they can pay their way out of it. They can get some bad press if they, uh, they can, you know, they can come back from it. And the, the last thing that I'll say, I guess, is Apple has gotten more open in the past. Like, if you compare older versions of iOS to more modern ones, 
uh, like iOS used to be a lot more locked down in terms of like what apps could do. So uh, like Apple has given uh, developers access to a lot more uh, aspects of the system. So like obviously Find My is built in at the system level and that's why Tile can never compete with it. For Tile, you need an app installed not many people are going to have the app installed. You're not going to install the app unless you have a tile, right? But if you have an iPhone, then you have Find My, you know, it's, it's built in. You don't have to do anything. It's built in, uh, you know, directly to the device, right? And so, uh, but I will say that Apple has done a good job of, of opening up more aspects of this system because there used to be a lot of things that you weren't, that apps, you know, third-party apps weren't able to do on iOS that now they can, um, you know, I, and, 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 you know, obviously Apple has a big focus on their, the privacy and making things work right. And they, you know, they have the app store walled garden because they can review everything and make sure that, uh, you know, malicious apps or dud apps don't get to users, but they, they have opened things up a bit. So they're, they're trending in the right direction, I guess. Yeah, and another reason, another area where they're trending in the right direction is, as we've alluded to several times now, uh, the whole data privacy type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, this is, again, another somewhat tricky network or discussion because I think the notion, when people talk about Apple, they kind of tend to think that Apple doesn't collect user data, but that's not true at all. Mm -hmm. Apple does collect data. I think they're, the, the stance that they take is more about privacy and anonymity and preventing other people from taking the data as well. But the notion that Apple doesn't do the usual stuff like it knows what you buy through, you know, with your Apple card or on your Apple ID, your app purchases, stuff like that. Like there is data that's collected and I'm sure some of it gets sold, but not very much. It's not a significant part of Apple's revenue. And I mean, y y you got to look at the business model. Apple is a company that is based on products and services. Advertising does not play a large role they don't have the incentive that other companies do to, to monetize data to the extent that other companies do. I mean, and there, there's, there's positives and negatives. Take a look at Siri. Siri sucks. And that's what happens when you don't have like absolutely massive scale data collection where um, you know they're, they're storing and analyzing voice samples. I know didn't uh, didn't Google Voice Assistant get into some hot water a couple of years ago because I think they were saving recordings? Yeah, there was something with that. Uh, and and then a Apple also got into somewhat misunderstood hot water because they were you know sending voice data to servers to process it when Siri was off device, which is not the same thing as collecting data. I think it's an important distinction to make that not all collecting of data is data collection. It's as, as you might expect with any internet topic, it's like way huge and nuanced and complicated. Mm -hmm. But the simple fact of the matter is Apple's stance on data privacy is significantly different 
than other companies. That's not to say that they don't collect any data or they don't do any of the stuff that we might not want them to do, but it's not on the same scale. That is an undeniable truth. And right now, it, Facebook's not not super happy about that particular little uh, tidbit. Yeah. Um, so so Facebook, I think the, the crux of the issue that Facebook had was with the uh, ask apps not to track dialogue. Am I correct? Do you, yeah. do you under... You probably have more of an understanding from the software perspective of like what iOS 14 does to prevent data collection and tracking. Yeah, I'm not. I I haven't looked into the specifics too much, but obviously it's a new requirement on iOS 14.5 that if apps are going to do uh, do any tracking, um, you know, like things things like you use cookies to to track uh, across websites. But like if apps are going to do any tracking they're required to display this pop-up. I'm not sure exactly how it's enforced. It might just be enforced at the app review level that if uh, Apple, when they go to review your app to make sure that it's okay for the app store, like if you're tracking uh, data and you don't claim that you are, they might you know, reject your app for that reason. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not exactly sure the extent to which it's built in, but yes, if the app wants to track you, uh, they're required by Apple's guidelines to ask if they're allowed to, and if you say ask app not to track, then they're supposed to just not track you. And it's, an also, it's also interesting to point out that when you set up a Mac, there are multiple windows that, that prompt you to opt in to tracking. Mm-hmm. So Apple's not that hypocritical on this. It's not like they get all the data, but they won't let other people get in on the parade. They, when you set up a phone, I mean, if you've set up a Mac any time in the past, I don't even know when they added the feature, at least seven or eight years ago, mm-hmm. um, there's that dialogue that says share analytics with app developers. Right. And you can, it, it's an opt-in. I think that's such a, that's such a key distinction. So there's a, there's a term uh, called push marketing or uh, nudge marketing. Okay. And what nudge marketing does is it tries to, it, it gives you like little suggestions that are sort of meant to guide you in one way or another. So whether it's like a little checkbox that's already checked or whether it's um, like a free trial that has, that you have to actively cancel. There are, there are lots of tactics for nudge marketing that are designed to I don't want to say trick you because they're not always doing that, but in short, that's kind of the point. The point is to subconsciously suggest that you take certain actions, which is basically trickery. And that's, that's the way that Google and Facebook do a lot of their data collection, is they will just assume that when you've signed up that you're aware, and if you don't want it to happen, then you can tell it to stop. So it's okay. But... For me, that's not good enough. I, I don't think that opt-out, when you're talking about personal information, opt-out is not enough. You have to expressly give permission if something is going to take your information. Now, I get the argument. A lot of people say, I don't really care if, if it knows what websites I'm looking at or like what I'm up to, what my interests are. That doesn't bother me. And that's great. That's why you could opt-in if you want to because there's... There's absolutely cases to be made for personalized advertising. Like I was talking about this with Noah the other day. If I'm if I'm going to be watching an ad, 
I might as well watch something that might be interesting to me rather right. than some random thing that has no application. Now, obviously, it's it's one thing to have that, but it's another thing to have it to like a certain degree or a certain frequency or a certain amount, quantity. Um, but on the whole, I'm not that mad about, you know, these are things that this guy is interested in. Let's give it to him. Right. But one of the things that could be done very easily, but that Facebook I do not believe is doing, is essentially rather than making a digital fingerprint of an individual, it groups, I think Google does this now. They group people into cohorts. So it, it'll, are, you're laughing, do you have, am I wrong? People, you're not wrong, but uh, yeah, so the thing you're talking about, I'm blanking on the name, but yeah, it's this thing that Google was trying. That yes, instead of, instead of fingerprinting individual people, it would, it would sort of put you in a bucket with, or I think cohort's actually the word they use, but like it would put you in a, in a group with other people and it would be like less direct targeting. But a lot mm -hmm. of, a lot of people uh, don't like that either. A lot of people don't think that that's, all the privacy focus like DuckDuckGo and, um, and like Brave Browser and like all those people have come out against it. Really? Yeah, so people, people don't like that. People don't like that either. I mean, I guess, I, I don't know. It depends on the implementation, at least on, a definitional level, I would prefer that to super duper individual. I mean, a couple right. of years ago when I went through on Facebook and I, I think it was in like 2016 or 2017, they were like forced to show the information that they had on you. And I went through that and it was like, I did not use Facebook very often, but it had a lot of stuff there. Granted, a lot of it was also wrong, and I was very, like, <laughs> gleeful about that. I was like, That's funny. <laughs> you tried to figure me out, but you don't know anything. You suck. Um, so I was definitely, I was definitely uh, a little bit freaked out by that. And even if it's not like, I don't know, it, it's not like they're trying to, like, what, what are they doing with the data that's so nefarious? I don't even know. But the fact of the matter is, it shouldn't matter if they're doing anything bad. If I don't know about it, and it's my information, I don't like that. Yeah. I, just, I just don't like that. I don't have to have a reason not to like it. It's me. It's my information. Yeah. Um, and so that's, that's an area where I think Apple is doing a great job. And the fact that Facebook got so mad about it, it's kind of funny. Now, granted, there are some downstream, downstream implications like I believe Facebook, the angle that they took was that it's 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 all about the small businesses. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much I buy that because it's sort of like it, you set up a system that defrauds people, and you let smaller companies use that system. But if they don't use that system, they're kind of screwed. Yeah. Where, like, a lot of small businesses have to use Facebook, even if they don't want to, because it's such a nece necessary part of advertising. So it's kind of like a mafia situation. <laughs> you know, you create this system that defrauds and steals people's stuff, and then other people have to use the system. And when someone says, hey, this system is bad, you say, ah, but what about these guys? Huh? They like it. They need it. <laughs> yeah. They got to use the system. Like I'm not, I don't really buy that as like it's it's very clearly not an altruistic goal, you know. It's sort of the same thing with the Facebook campaign that they're running about 
we have to update internet regulations. Yeah. I don't know what they want, but I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, whatever I, they, I don't know. what Whatever they want, it can't be good, you know? Yeah, they want what's good for them, right? not other people. They're, like, I agree. The last major communications act, 1996, 25 years is a long time, and a lot has changed. So they're right about that. But whatever they want, it can't be good, yeah. you know? Like, <laughs> the stuff that Facebook has done... I don't feel I don't feel the slightest bit of remorse in in trashing on Facebook. I think it's an awful company, straight up. If I got a job offer to work for Facebook, I would turn it down. That's uh, unless the job offer was like, we want to pay you a lot of money to make it not do the bad stuff. Yeah, you know, then I'd be like, all right, let's talk. <laughs> but as it is, like, oh my gosh, it's just story after story. You know, Cambridge Analytica. You got all these breaches and like the creepy information that they get, and then like all like the slimy stuff where they're like, "Hey, these internet regulations are kind of out of date, don't you think?" Kind of cramping our style. They're kind of getting in the way of our American businesses. <laughs> don't you think that we should be able to have a good business? Don't worry about what we're doing with it. But don't you think that that would be good for you if we were happier? And and it's like, ah, please, you kind of sound like a villain. You know? Yeah. I don't like it. I don't know. It's kind of funny because, like, I don't – obviously, I don't think this was the goal when Facebook was I created. surely hope not. I don't think <laughs> – at least judging by the Social Network movie, which I've watched – many times it's a good movie it's a very good movie but um but we fun i i feel like i have to mention this uh for my one of my birthdays i think it was like in middle school for one of my birthdays like we went i don't know if you went or not with this but we saw the social network but we were like in middle school and it was definitely not yeah that's not a good middle school movie what in theaters are you saying yeah we saw it in, in i don't think theater. i saw that with you what year did that come out I don't think that was middle school. Oh no, twenty ten. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, that's definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's so really funny. so the when I that first was not I, a good <laughs> middle school movie. Yeah, I've seen <laughs> it. I've seen it a few times since then. But yes, first time. Anyways, beside the point. Yeah. So like, obviously, I don't think that was, um, that was where they intended to go. But I guess it just kind of built up. Like like you start with a with a noble intention or a or a good intention and. I don't know. They just somewhere somewhere it went. It wasn't just somewhere. It was just a lot of a lot of very small steps in the wrong direction. Yeah. That that led to where it is now. Oh man, I had a really good thought, and I can't remember what it was. This is deeply embarrassing for me. I was gonna say something very smart sounding, but then then I sort of reverted to form. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I kind of went back to dumb mode. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, when it comes to privacy, I I think I think Apple's got the right approach. Obviously, they're not you know they're not saints. We were just talking about all that anti-competitive stuff. You know, obviously Apple is not a company that's like purely looking out for the little guy. They're looking out <laughs> no. for themselves. And you know, the the cynical view of their stance on privacy would be that they are doing that because it's a feature they can advertise. Yeah, it's which what is obviously true. Want. But, you know, that's not to say it's a bad thing. Like, you can, you can, it's like in the, in the way that companies advertise recycling, recyclable, reuse, uh, healthy, organic stuff. 
things that are good can also be profitable. And I think it's better if they are, in fact, because that's how you end up with companies like Tesla who want to reduce emissions and make money doing it versus oil companies, you know, that want to kind of sneakily try to sound like, have you seen those? There's a whole bunch of oil. This is such a tangent. <laughs> There's like a campaign that's been running on Hulu with natural gas companies. Yeah, where they're trying I to saw make that. Themselves sound we like saw that. Friendly, and I'm like, get the hell out of here. We were watching some show and then like he started freaking out. I was like, no, natural gas. Oh my gosh. This is a hill that I will die on. Natural <laughs> gas is a bane to the earth. It literally just des- demolishes environments. And, they're, and they have the gall to show pictures of cornfields and setting suns and people skipping through lovely meadows and go, ooh, we're green. We're t- we need to provide energy, clean, natural energy. It's like, yeah, by like blasting dirty water into the ground and, oh my gosh, it's... Well, you have plenty of natural gas yourself. You could probably. Are you really making a fart joke? You could right probably now? power the oh my God. the uh, the United this States is, this is electrical so bad. grid. Anyway, the point is, fracking is terrible. It literally poisons people's water. I don't know if you saw it was a it was like a couple of years ago, but like f- f- you can set fire to your tap water because there's so much gas that goes in that. That's good. That's yeah. That's a clean. That's a great sign from a an energy company. Anyway, we got very off task here. Yeah. Oh man, we should do a we should do an episode where we talk about the environment, and we can relate it because Apple has a very hypocritical stance on the environment. Yeah, incredibly hip- hypocritical, where they do a lot of good, but I don't necessarily think it offsets the bad. Let us know either by email or by comment whether we should talk about Apple and the environment as a special episode. We could even do some research, get some sources and stuff. We could plan ahead of time. Okay, when you say it like that, now I don't want to do it because we don't yeah, plan ugh, very often. I don't want to planning doing. Work. But anyway, yeah, I think we should because I don't know. I've had a lot of thoughts about Apple and the environment. A lot of the things they do make me happy. A lot of the things they do make me fuming mad. And I think it's a worthy discussion to have. So if you if you want to hear us talk about Apple and the environment, shoot us an email at submissions at darkmodepodcast. We love hearing from you guys, and we love pulling topic suggestions from the emails that we receive. So if you want to hear that and you want to – if there's any specific thing that you're curious about, that would definitely be an interesting topic to talk about. Um, And I think we could definitely – we'll have to plan ahead, find some some sources. Um, It's sort of – we could also go based on – like I I talked about the – I talked a little bit about Apple's role in reuse, reduce, recycle when I, uh, in my most recent video with the, the pile of MacBooks. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot more to talk about there. So it, it would definitely be an interesting one. So yeah, let us know if that sounds interesting to you. It looks like a lot of the people in chat here would like to hear about right to repair uh, except for one person that says, "Don't talk about environment." Oh God, I hate environment. Don't don't say every that time word. I go into an environment, I get so mad. Uh huh. I'm like, ah, I just wish I was in a void. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the void. We got to go back to the void one of these days. Ah, I hate the planet that supports my species and life. <laughs> ah, I just want to pillage it for all of its resources and and 
doom my species to eternal damnation through an in an inhospitable wasteland tundra of a planet. That's capitalism. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, so I think we'll definitely do a do an episode talking about that. I hope you guys enjoyed this talk. We definitely had some um, really like uh, philosophical discussions. I think. We did. It was, uh, it was an interesting, very interesting discussion. Uh, an interesting discussion, as indeed. As always. As most of the time, hopefully. I maybe ha- maybe some of the time. Occasionally. A, at times, interesting discussion. Almost never. <laughs> <laughs> really downgraded that one very quickly. Yeah. Uh, that shows how confident we are. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us. I've been your host, Luke Miani. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you next week. Have a good night.